Welcome to Make Me Your Voice with Pastor David Bartowell. These messages are intended to deepen your faith and trust in a living God who speaks to us with hope and reason. Today's message comes to us from the Gate Christian Bible Church in Orange County, California. As I was thinking about this abomination of desolation, one of the names of the Antichrist, I thought of the abominable snowman. Does anyone know the name of the abominable snowman? You can't look it up. His name's Bumble. When I was a kid, I remember watching that and being scared out of my wits. That thing was nasty. And that's why when John, the apostle, sees this person or sees the beast coming out of the sea, he calls it a beast because it's ugly and evil. We're going to talk about who he is and what he is trying to do. We're going to pick up in Revelation chapter 13. And remember, there's an outline for the book. We're in the part that says things to come. So these things are in the future. What I'm going to talk about today and how I'm going to bring this together is, you know how God, the Godhead, is a trinity, Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Well, Satan, the counterfeit, he counterfeits the trinity he's the so-called father and then the beast is the son and then the false prophet acts like the holy spirit and it's a ripoff because satan's a ripoff and he doesn't come up with anything new he just rips off people and he works behind the scenes to accomplish his will so when you're looking around you're hearing what's going on and seeing what's going on in our world you have to remember that the dragon the serpent Satan is behind all that, and he uses willing people. And they might not even know, but they're being used by the devil. So the father of the beast is Satan, and he's called the dragon. And he's also called the accuser, the devil, the father of lies, the tempter, Lucifer, the evil one. And in Genesis, is a serpent. So the serpent and the dragon are kind of the same images. Now, the dragon is first introduced in chapter 12, and he's going after the woman. Now, there's some debate about who the woman is, but let's just say this. The woman is Israel, and he goes after all her children. So who are are her children? Her children are the believers. Now, in this context, timeline, these are the believers that are coming to Christ because of the 144,000 witnesses from the tribes of Israel that are left here because the church is up there. We are raptured. God is working on Israel and he saved 144,000 elect. And then they go out and they help save other people. And the devil, the dragon is going after Israel and her children. It starts off in Revelation chapter 13, verse one, and it says, the dragon stood on the shore of the sea and I saw beasts coming out of the sea. So here we see the dragon, who's the fake first person of the Trinity, the father, so to speak. And then we see the second person of the fake Trinity, the beast. Basically, he's Satan incarnate. Basically, just everything Satan is, this person is. He stands on the shore of the sea which means he represents the kingdoms of the world. The sea, when the Bible talks about the sea, oftentimes it's the kingdoms of the world or the world itself. And out of the sea, 
comes a beast. Now this beast, Paul spoke about him this way. He said, he's the lawless one. He displays power through signs and wonders that serve the lie. So he's all fake. Everything he does is a counterfeit and he is the lawless one. So here's the thing. Whenever you see lawlessness, whenever you see anarchy, whenever you see lies and deceit, you see Satan. Okay. And we have to know this because that's what the Bible says is true. And he uses other people to do his will. The beast is Satan incarnate, so to speak, as a human being. And interesting, remember the second person of the Trinity is who? Jesus Christ, the Son of God. So again, you see the fake Trinity. You have Satan wanting to be the father. He's a father of lies. Then you have the beast, so-called son, and he wants to be worshipped, just as Jesus. And in Daniel chapter 7, he talks about the beast. And just so you know, Revelation and Daniel 7 correlate. When Daniel speaks of four different beasts, he speaks of the kingdoms of the world, in particular Babylon, Persia, Greece, and Rome, in that order. And historically, those kingdoms have existed. So we see here in Revelation that this beast has all the power because he has 10 horns. When Bible uses imagery of horns, it means power. And he has seven heads. That's the exact representation of Satan himself, because in Revelation 12, it speaks of the red dragon, Satan, who had seven heads and 10 horns. This is Satan incarnate, so to speak. Now he's given power from Satan, and he has seven heads. And that means that he's hard to kill. Evil's hard to kill. And in fact, in Revelation, it speaks, verse 3, chapter 13, it speaks of him, this beast, having a fatal wound in the head, but he survives. And people worship him because of that. And so we have to think now that evil is hard to kill. And when you look around the world, and the evil that's just coming rampant, it's like 7, 10, 20 heads just keep coming up and coming up. And it's the same thing in our life. If we don't deal with sin, if we don't confess our sin, that evil can grow heads and be hard to kill. And that's why we should confess our sin. And Jesus is faithful to forgive. Now, 20, 30 years ago, if I were speaking like this about a ruler with all the power in the world that ruled over the world, you would go, that's not going to happen. That, that can't happen. How can he rule over the whole world? And today you're going, that's not only possible, it's easy. With all the cell phone and the computer technology and globalism. In fact, I would say this, that globalism itself opens up the door for this type of person to rule the world. When people don't know this and don't realize this, they don't understand that that door is opening and there's only a few places in the world that are resisting that. And one of them is the United States of America. I think once the world aligns together, it's only a matter of time that this person rises up and rules the world. I personally believe that he's alive somewhere and 
I was just waiting for the power that's granted him to come to life. And he'll rule the world. And I believe that the church will be raptured before that. We shouldn't be afraid. We shouldn't be afraid because God is in control. This is why it's important to know God's end time plan. And by the way, aren't you happy he has a plan? If you didn't have a plan, that would not be good. But everything's planned out. God sovereignly planned it out. And we live in a time like no other. Right? Now, I don't know why the time is near. Jesus is coming back. Evil is escalating. You know, this whole thing about being woke. That's basically Isaiah's prophecy that what's good will be called evil and what evil is called good. And don't be woke. Be awake in the spirit. And don't be woke in lies. I preach the truth because I'm tired of hearing lies. Turn off the lies and let's get to the truth. The truth is there is an end time plan and we are living through it. So the beast is the son of Satan. And then he's also the second person of this fake trinity. And this world leader will become on the scene as Oh, he's going to help us. He's going to bring peace. He's going to give us a lot of things. You know, he has all the power in the world, so he's going to give it away. And that will happen for three and a half years. And then in the middle of three and a half years, he'll show his true colors. And in Revelation chapter 13, verse 8, it says, Those who dwell on the earth will worship this person, everyone whose name is not written in the Lamb's book of life. So it's the world, the people of the world that worship this person, that trust this person. You're not of the world because you're in Christ. You're of Christ. So you should trust Christ. You should trust what he says and not listen to what the world is saying. I'm just very sad. I mean, I get it that the blinded people, the spiritually blinded people will fall for this. But I don't get it that the people that are supposed to have the spirit of God, it's very sad. Now, it's interesting, like I said, Jesus, the Son of God, the second person of Trinity, he's the Son of God, Father's Son. And this person is the Son of Satan. And he wants to be worshipped just as Jesus should be worshipped. So again, this is the whole thing about this fake Trinity. I mentioned earlier that globalization is an open door for this type of person to rule. And there's only a few resisting, and one of them is the United States of America. You know, I got lamblasted once by saying I believe in nationalism. I believe that every country, and it's in the Bible, by the way, every country should be sovereign to itself. Israel was that way. And I live in America. I don't live in Europe. And when I got lamblasted, it was because, oh, you want to just be separate. No. I live in America. I'm a citizen of America. Now I'm a citizen of heaven, obviously. But I live here in this country. God said that he will bless those who bless Israel. And he will curse those who curse Israel. I don't want to be a part of a nation or an organization or an entity that curses Israel. I want to be a part of a country, a nation, an entity that blesses Israel. And you can see over the last four years that God has been opening doors 
to bless Israel through America. Now, the amazing verse in um, Revelation 12, turn there. Some people believe that this is referring to America. I don't know. But if you turn to verse 13 in chapter 12, it says, And when the dragon saw that he had been hurled to the earth, he pursued the woman, which is Israel, who had given birth to the male child, the Savior. Because Jesus said salvation comes from the Jews. The woman, Israel, was given the two wings of a great eagle so that she might fly to the place prepared for her in the wilderness where she would be taken up and cared for for three and a half years out of the serpent's reach. Now, some people say, oh, the great eagle is America. I don't know. That could be a stretch, obviously. I'm thinking here, I can't help and want and desire my country to be a great eagle that's going to bless Israel and protect Israel, especially during this time of heavy persecution. And God blesses those who bless Israel. So there's second beast. He's the false prophet. I'm going to end with this. The false prophet is the third person in Satan's fake trinity who witnesses to the son. Let's go back to 13, Revelation 13. Let's go through verses 11 through 18. So grab your Bible. And let's go through this, because this is important stuff. Starting in verse 11 of chapter 13. Then I saw another beast coming up out of the earth, and he had two horns like a lamb. So this beast appears very gentle, but he spoke as a dragon. So he speaks what the father says. He exercises all authority of the first beast. Now, let me just stop here and tell you that the way that the Trinity operates, Father, Son, Holy Spirit, the real Trinity, is each has a mission and each spirates. So like the Father sends the Son, the Father and Son send the Spirit. They all work together to accomplish God's will. But always the Holy Spirit witnesses back to the Son. He speaks and confirms what the Son says. He exercises all authority of the first beast in his presence, and he makes the earth and those who dwell in it worship the first beast whose fatal wound was healed. So that's the verse I talked about, that the Antichrist, this person that leads the world, is going to have some type of fatal wound that's healed. And that's why he's even more worshipped. Verse 13, he performs great signs. So that even makes fire come down to heaven of the earth in the presence of men. And he deceives those who dwell on the earth. This guy, he's a false prophet because it says that later in Revelation. That's how he's referred to. But he's also probably most likely a religious leader. So what you have is you have a political leader and a religious leader or entities, political entity and a religious entity working together. And this religious leader seems gentle. Now, in verse 14, he deceives those who dwell on the earth. He performs in the presence of the beast, telling those who dwell on the earth to make an image to the beast who had the wound of the sword and has come to life. And it was given to him to give breath. Now, the Holy Spirit, remember when God breathes life into Adam and Eve? 
And then through the work of Jesus Christ, the Son, the Holy Spirit breathes eternal life into the believer. This is the fake trinity. It was given to him to give breath to the image of the beast. Now, it was given to him. Who gave it to him? Well, obviously, sovereignly, God has orchestrated all this for his purpose. But the dragon, Satan, has given power to the beast and the false prophet because he has the keys for a little bit left. Keys to the world of kingdoms for a little while until Jesus comes back and takes it back. This kind of hit me this week as I was going through verse 15. It was given to him to give breath to the image of the beast so that the image of the beast would even speak and cause as many as do not worship the image to be killed. So this whole image of the beast, there's people who think there's going to be like a statue, like Nebuchadnezzar. There's some type of hologram thing because, you know, we live in the techno world. But then he hit me, this image word. Where's that? Go back all the way to Genesis chapter 1. And in verse 26, God says, let us make man in our image. And that blows my mind because every time I read that, let us. It's just speaking of the Trinity working together. And here we see the same word. So what is the image? Could it be that the image of the beast are his followers? And if you don't worship them, you're canceled. You're imprisoned. You're not woke. You're not politically correct. Do we see this now or not? Do we see how the image of the beast is leading a lot of organizations and entities like the media and the political structure and systems? And if we don't worship and bow down to the image, we're canceled. What's going to be worse than canceled? During this time, it'll be what's happening in other places of the world where the church, the true church, the believers in Jesus Christ are being tortured and killed for the sake of Christ. Who are you going to worship? Who are you going to stand up for? Who and what are you going to stand against? That's even more important. Because if you're not against something, then you might as well just not be living. We need to be against evil. We need to be against the image of the beast. And we need to be for God and his image. The church, the believers in Jesus Christ, who have been recreated in the image of God because the image was tainted. Now, because Christ lives in us, we have received the complete image of God back. We worship God. We don't worship the dragon. We don't worship the beast. And we don't worship false prophets. So, what's the biggest takeaway? Do not be deceived. I stand here today in front of my cell phone, in my house, tell you do not be deceived. How do you not be deceived? You know the truth. Jesus Christ is the truth. His word is true. Don't listen to fake news. Listen to good news. The gospel 
of Jesus Christ. I want to wrap it up this way. Remember at the beginning, us talking about the abominable snowman, Bumble? You remember the name of the elf that wanted to be a dentist? Hermie. Hermie extracted the teeth from the beast. So he was harmless. So here's what I want to say to you, church. The beast's teeth cannot harm you. He's toothless against a believer. You know why? Because the Bible says, he who is in me is greater than he who is in the world. Let's pray. Thank you, Father, that we can come together today. We can worship. We can hear about the truth. And we can learn about things that are important. God's end time plan. And I pray, Father, that you would get this message out to the church and to unbelievers and that the blinders will be lifted from the eyes of the ones that are spiritually blind and they'll come to faith in Christ by your spirit. That you'd breathe life into them and that we would worship only the true Son of God, Jesus the Christ, who became flesh and dwelt among us. But he didn't come to harm us. He came to heal us. We have received that deep cleansing, healing of Jesus Christ and the Spirit of God. And we thank you, Father, that you chose us from before the foundation of the world to be alive in this time. We give you praise. We give you glory. In Jesus' name, amen. Pastor David Bartowell's message reminds us that God speaks to us with hope and reason so that we can be his voice in this world. Please join us again for Make Me Your Voice, a ministry of the Gate Christian Bible Church in Orange County, California. We would love to have you join us for a Sunday service. For more information or to find our location, please visit thegatecbc.com.